0: Payne Wildcats. So today I have the privilege of hosting uh, the first episode of Jefferson Sports Talk. Uh, today we have an exciting episode with coach Elmore and a few of the football players as well as coach Nick Owens and some of softball players. Uh, we might even get around to, uh checking out some of the guests here and interviewing them at Jefferson's. So stick around we'll be right back after this commercial break.
1: community and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat football with Southern Properties. From Southern
2: Properties,
1: Get Wildcat!
2: Builder Supply Company has been serving the Fort Payne community and surrounding areas for over 50 years. We have been providing materials and supplies for all sizes of projects. Builder Supply Company is family owned and operated. We have a friendly and helpful staff with locations in Fort Payne, Sylvania and Scottsboro. Builder Supply wishes all of our area teams a great season. Shop at Builder Supply Company for quality and service that you can build with.
3: First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainesville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal Housing Lender, Member FDIC.
0: Welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. Our first guest today is Coach Nick Owens, the head coach of the Lady Wildcat softball program, and as well as some of his softball players. Coach, welcome to the show. Appreciate you having me on. Coach, how many years have you been at Fort Payne, and how many years have you been the head coach? Well, this
4: is running into my ninth season as a softball coach, but this is uh, year 22 for me at Fort Payne. You know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Fort Payne. And I'm extremely grateful for Coach uh, Ronnie Crabtree and Mr. Cunningham for giving me an opportunity 22 years ago to come back to my home, uh, be a head softball coach then uh, and and be a teacher. And I've been here for this amount of time. I hope I finish my career up here because this is home. Uh, It's where I've always wanted to be. And uh, I I love being a Wildcat. Absolutely. Well, in in 2022, we
0: put the turf in. We got it halfway through the season. So last year was our first full season with the turf. What benefits did you see in your program, and did it exceed your expectations? Uh,
4: Absolutely exceeded our expectations. You know, uh, every team that comes in to Fort Payne is always complimentary of how well it looks, because it is. It's it's one of the better-looking fields in the state, as well as the baseball field and the football field. Uh, But ultimately, the key aspect to our turf is we don't ever miss practice now. You know, I, I think you know as well as everybody else in this part of the state knows. Uh, February and March, we get a lot of rain and a lot of cold, a lot of cold days. Uh, so that's eliminated those rainy days when we'd have to go inside for three weeks at a time. So that's the ultimate benefit. I feel like we get a leg up on our competition by just not having to miss practice.
0: Right. Right. And, you know, the city's pitching in, they're they're going to redo the complex, so we see the green turf rolled out over there, so that's a super exciting time. Sure. How is having a turf complex going to benefit your program for the years to come?
4: You know, I mentioned being born and raised here, so I was here the day that that complex was built. Um, You know, it was one of the premier places in the state to come to. Everybody wanted to come to Fort Payne, Alabama to play. State baseball tournaments, softball tournaments, soccer tournaments, everybody was here. And for the late 80s and all through the 90s, it it was the place to be. And as that place kind of deteriorated, you could tell the rec programs had started slimming down some. But I think uh, our city council and our mayor saw the vision that we saw and we're extremely grateful that they did see that vision to, to get that complex revitalized. And it's going to be a great asset to us because... like you know the rec league is the backbone of our programs it's it's what we've got to have we want those homegrown kids and it starts in the rec programs and it gives them a place to call home and and be proud of and show up and play and compete and we and i think it'll draw in high level competition to our town once again
0: yeah absolutely i think it, it definitely will i know last year you had another successful season i mean you keep stacking successful season on successful season Made a great run uh, towards the end of the year, especially in the region tournament. Uh, faced a very tough Athens team, one of the sure. best teams in the state, and you were toe-to-toe, I think, went extra innings yes, with them that's right. that that's right. day. So I know that day you were super proud, but all throughout the year, you had to be very proud of the way your girls competed.
4: You know, I always feel like we have a young team. I, I, it just seems to be the words that come out of my mouth every single year. We got a young team, we got a young team, and we did have a young team with some, with some veterans mixed in And and sure, yeah, Athens, great ball team. We we had a heavyweight match with them, uh, came up on the short end of the stick, but our girls fought their guts out in that game. Um, You know, competing in 6A, like you know, Coach Elmore knows, and every other coach at Fort Payne High School, it's a daunting task. Mm -hmm. You play the best of the best, there's no cupcakes when it comes time for regionals. You show up to regionals and there is eight teams there. Well, four of them won a state championship in the past eight years. Right. So you got to strap it on. So you got to prepare for that moment throughout the whole season. you got to go out and find the toughest competition that you can find. And these girls stepped up to the challenge like they always do. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of them, and, you know, because that's all we ask of them. You go out and give us everything that you've got, and you're going to be rewarded at the end of the year. win lose, or draw, you're going to be rewarded by your by your play and your tenacity and just getting after it on the field, and they work. Right,
0: right. And I know one of the biggest components at major backbone was the senior A.J. Kramer. Sure. Uh, give us an update. She's a big D1 signing. Give us yep, an update on right, A.J., where right. she ended up and how she's
4: doing. So, uh, A.J.'s at UAB. Uh, spoke with her this morning. Uh, she's, uh, you know, uh, working out every morning at 6.30 a.m. Uh, got a bullpen session. We got batting practice. Got the works going on right now. They start the fall season. In September uh, obviously you, you start thinking as a coach how are you going to replace this player right. but you yeah. know that's the great thing we, we have that question as a coaching staff every single year how are you going to replace this player because we always seem to have these players we got to replace and I guess I look at it this way I'm thankful that we get to ask that yeah, question absolutely. because if we're not asking that question uh, then it, it's a problem yeah. I guess so right. You know, it's like the girls that we have here tonight. They, they've worked hard in the weight room. They, they buy into what we're doing. They buy into being a 14 Wildcat. They buy in. And, and so we're going to keep moving forward and uh, and have the next AJ Kramer, hopefully this year, step up. Yeah, and, absolutely. And be excited for it. Yeah.
0: And speaking of the girls, I see you brought a couple. Can you tell us who you brought with you today? Yes, sir.
4: Uh, these are returning starters from last year. we got senior Jocelyn Armstrong, and we got junior uh, Bailey Green.
3: Been doing to prepare for the prepare now and during the summer for the upcoming season?
1: Well we hit the weight room hard this summer. We went three days a week to lift and run. And this fall we're hitting and we're lifting and we're also doing a new throwing program to help us with our form and improve our skills. And what is this program meant to be? Corpant Softball has not
5: only given me amazing friends and great memories, but it has also taught me many life lessons that I'll get to carry on for the rest of my life. What are y'all's goal, goals for this season? My goals for my senior year is to make amazing memories and just do my best that we can. My goals are
3: to have fun, win a couple, and make some memories. Thank y'all. That that was perfect. (laughs)
0: Thank you for coming, Coach. Thank you for coming, being our first guest on the Jefferson Sports Talk Show this year. Uh, Guys, we'll be right back after this short commercial break.
1: community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties. From
6: Southern Properties, get
7: I'm here with Coach Willingham of the Collinsville Panthers. Tell us about your game last Friday. Well it was a jamboree game. We played uh, uh, Pleasant Valley a half, uh, Barski and a half with JV, and then Pleasant Valley played Homes Bluff a half at Barsky and uh, JV, and then we played Homes Bluff after that, but uh, it was what we needed. They were real physical teams and uh, we played really good, but we beat uh, Pleasant Valley 14-7, and then we uh, tied in the Barsky half with uh, most plus seven to seven and they scored one
3: of the JV. that sounds like a pretty good t- good night and everything uh, are you guys hopeful for the season
7: we look got, got high expectations we sure do uh, got a lot of kids coming back and some new kids that moved in and uh, you know we played the for this week for the first, the first regular season game and uh, you know we, we had a great summer and, and we've had a good fall and uh, we're ready, we're ready to play those guys, and uh, see what happens.
3: I see you brought some of your teammates and it, or, well, your team and stuff. Yeah,
7: we've got a spirit night here tonight, and uh, we, get, we get a proceeds and everything here at Jersons, and uh, you know, I've got a, a good bunch here with me tonight.
3: Well, I'm hoping that y'all have a great team, and, well, it looks like you got a good team, and I hope you guys have a great season and stuff. Okay,
7: thank you. Thanks You're for welcome. having
3: You're welcome. Thank y'all for coming out. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainesville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal Housing Lender, Member FDIC.
1: Go on! passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties.
6: From Southern Properties, Yeah!
0: Welcome back to the Jefferson Sports Talk uh, Show. I'm now joined with head football coach Chris Elmore. Uh, coach, uh, obviously not the way we wanted last week to start with a tough loss. Sometimes that happens when you have a quality opponent that you choose to start the year with. But even the way that the team adjusted and competed throughout the rest the entire game, you had to be proud of that. Yeah, I
6: mean, like I said, you know, you, you never want to lose. You never want to lose to a rival. You never want to lose a game when when there's a trophy on the line. But you play enough games and you play enough sports, you're going to lose something every now and then. Unfortunately, we, we did, but, but we were extremely proud of the fight we had. It's um, been easy to uh, kind of lay down and quit at halftime or point fingers or blame each other or whatever it may be, and, and, and we never really saw any of that at any of our players, and so they just kind of kept, the, uh, kept making plays and, 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 and found a way to get ourselves back in the ball game. Uh, in a ball game, we probably didn't need to be in, but we had a chance to win there at the end. Um, and, and like I said, probably at halftime, it looked like they were playing the stadium, that we, we we had no chance. So uh, we were proud of them for at least getting themselves back in the game and, and making plays. And it, and it was all our players. Our players made some adjustments at halftime that we gave them, but, but they, we just came out and played better and did, and better, did better things and uh, made plays when we needed to. And hopefully, we can build off that. It's disappointing to lose that game; it always will be. But but it was uh, it was exciting to watch us you know compete to the very end and uh and, and play the final whistle yeah absolutely
0: and i know one of your biggest pushes here the last couple of years is really the student involvement in our uh, athletic programs and you have several initiatives to get students there it seemed like we had a huge crowd friday night i think the community showed up the students showed up what does that mean to you as the football coach The see showed up that excited
6: for week one yeah i wish we'd have you know done something to make them excited to come back again uh hopefully the, the excitement of the game will bring them back not, not us losing, but. Uh, I think we, we sold more season tickets this year and more student season tickets than we ever have. Uh, uh, we discounted the prices a little bit, but the idea was you know, we're not necessarily trying to make a bunch of money. We're just trying to... To get people in the stadium, and, and I think we get, we did that uh, Friday, and uh, you know t- the other team brought a big crowd too, and, and had a big crowd over there. So it was, you know, it's really what you want you know, high school sports to be about, which is big crowds on both sides, supportive crowds, and you know, of course, one one side is going to go ha- go home happy in a deal like that, and, and they did. But uh, I thought it was a good environment and a good place to, to watch a game, and it was a really exciting game. So you know, hopefully, something that people. will We'll, we'll want to come back and watch more of as the season goes
0: on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I've heard you talk to the team several times, obviously, and you addressed it with, you know, when you lose, you can still learn from it. And there's got to be certain takeaways. What are the biggest takeaways you want this team to, uh, you know, kind of implement the rest of the year that we learn from Friday night?
6: Yeah, somebody way smarter than me said one time, you either win or you learn. I can't remember who that was, but um, I think there's a lot of truth in that. You, you've got to learn in every opportunity. and. and you know, we we continue to talk about on a daily basis that we have got to control what we can control, and, and um, something we, we we spend a lot of time talking about in the off season, a lot of time in, in fall camp talking about it, and we'll continue to talk about it. And I think the goal is is that uh, we uh, hopefully continue to learn those lessons in, in wins and losses, uh, and we continue to move forward. And I think everybody's goal is you know, how good a team can we have. Uh, at the end of the season, hopefully we're in the playoffs, and how good a team can we have at the end of the season? Because at the end of the day, that's really what you're you're basing your season off of. In my opinion, is uh, what what can you do when when the season's on the line, playoff games, whatever it is? How good how good can you play? Uh, everybody wants to win every game. Everybody would love to go 10-0, and 0, but it's more important to me, and I think it's more important to our players and our coaches, is to see how good we can get by November. Uh, and hopefully this, this game will, will give us some things to work on. I know it will. And and we've came back this week and handled it the right way, and, and hopefully we'll continue to improve each week.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
6: I see you brought four guys
0: with you uh, this week. Can you introduce those for us and tell them kind of how it goes
6: to be here? Max who's right next to me, our quarterback, and right next to him is Brandon Oliver, one of our receivers, and then Connor Hughes, uh, our kicker, uh, and then Will Patton, one of our offensive of defense Uh We brought two offensive guys this week. We had co-offensive players of the week, and, and honestly, we probably could have had about five guys that could have won the award. Caden uh, uh, Dubos had a great game. Uh, uh, Nolan Fowler had a tremendous game. Uh, so did Blake Griggs, along with several other guys on offense. But Dax had a tremendous game, had over 450 yards passing, uh, 54 touchdowns were in for another one. Um, And then Brandon had a tremendous game as well, had eight catches and two touchdowns and really – uh, made some really few plays in the fourth quarter that just gave us an opportunity. I think he didn't make those plays in the fourth quarter uh, and never gets as close as it did. So, um, you know, he, he gave us a chance there to him that's impossible possible win the game. And then Connor had a tremendous game in the kick and fortune. He scored that many times in that close a game. Every was valuable. And he made every P.A.T. He made his field goal that we attempted. I mean, he didn't, we, he didn't probably exceed our the expectations on kickoffs. He ball in the end zone four times. Uh and in back deep all, all nighters. We got a hopefully it's something we'll continue to do throughout the season and then had two tremendous onside kicks. You know, the first one was my fault. We didn't we didn't cover that in practice like we should have and and I didn't know that we hit the ball had to hit the ground, but he executed it perfectly. And then the one at the end of the game um, was outstanding as well. I mean, it was perfect. It was just the you guy know, made a good play and got recovered it. We were very close to getting that one as well. And then Will uh, Pattonworm missed the dependable award for the week and and uh, he fits that to the tee, uh, never is always there, always working hard, willing to play offense and defense and play as much as he want to play. Never gets to see him, never gets tired, never complains about having to play too much. And uh, just kind of one of the guys, we want to kind of start doing that award this year. And he was the first guy I thought of, because I thought if there's anybody that, that represents dependability, it's, it's him. And, uh, and he did a great job for us all night on offense and defense. So four, four really good young men and four really good players for us as well. Yeah, right,
0: absolutely. That's Coach mentioned, over 450 yards coming out in week one, I think that says a lot about the way you prepared in the off-season, the way the receivers work with you, and the O-line as well. and you know, I've heard Coach Elmore say before, it takes 11 people to have an elite passing attack that we did on Friday night. And so I, I know that that means a lot to you guys. But we fell behind so early, and I know the points started stacking up against us. And I know as offense, you had to feel at some time the pressure that you had to be perfect. How did you guys just keep the right mindset, and not let that pressure affect the way
5: you played? Uh, it just came to our confidence. Our ability to trust in one another. We had that chip on our shoulder and kind confidence ball there that we could count on each other and we'd go do it. We kind of took the mindset of just one possession at a time. And Coach Owen always talks about doing um, doing uh, little things right and doing them uh, well and over and over. And that's just, we just wanted to do our job. And just over and over, we knew that we could stack that up and we could count on each other and uh, just go score. Yeah. I know it's been
0: it's tough and it's hard to kind of get past it, but what's kind of been the mindset in the locker room this week? is we put
5: that behind us and move to a very good outlook here? Uh, just do it again. Just uh, go out there and do the same thing you know, as much as we like to talk about the stats or the 51 points. We still lost the game. Even though the stats kind of the points were great, tomorrow it starts back 0-0. to I think you know number one, our goal is win the state championship. But number two for me, offensively, is just being consistent. I, I want to be the team that uh, week in, week out, we can just do what we do Scott's Scottsboro every week, and we expect that of each other. We know we can, we're capable of that, so tomorrow we just got to do that. So the mindset, be, just preparing for every that we're going to do the same thing in Scottsboro that we did then, and just you know, really never get satisfied. It's always the to we get. That
0: Coach mentioned that, eight receptions, over 100 yards, two huge touchdowns. It seemed like when the game, the further the game went on, the better you got, you know? And I wish we had a pedometer we could have put on that. There's no telling how many miles. It felt like you probably ran. I know you had to be exhausted, right, at the end of the game? Yes, sir. I felt like I just, I left it all out on the field. I emptied the tank. And especially in that fourth quarter, I felt like I just, I left it all out and just did all I could. Yeah, let's go through that kind of last possession. You know, Dax rolls out. Finds you down the field, you make a contested catch, you know, in the middle of of, of several defenders uh, for a 44-yard gain. And then the coach goes right back, calls your number again on a vertical route to kind of put us in a a position that we had the onside kick and we could have won. So going to that last catch, you know, what was going through your mind you that said, I'm just going to take over this
5: game towards the end? Well, throughout the week at practice, we always talk about just do your job. And that's really what I was trying to do. I was just trying to run my routes, get open, and the ball
0: kind of found me. Yeah, and I know you kind of already mentioned about you emptied the tank. I think one thing that symbolizes that, and I don't know that a lot of people saw it um, during the game. but I know after the game, watching it on film, you just kind of laid in the end zone and on your back and just tossed the ball. It's like you had definitely emptied the tank, and I think that symbolized the way our whole team played. You know, right up until the very end, just let it all go. And so I think, you know, everybody took notice of that. And Connor Coach has already mentioned that, you know, you were clutch for us. A lot of people don't realize how big it is when you kick off into the end zone and allow the defense to start on the 20 uh, they have to go 80 yards to score you know something that we've taken for granted here for a long time and you just kind of continued that Um, so what how were you able to focus I know you kicked last year so maybe that played into it like I I mentioned that y'all had to score your points were huge the three points before half and then your extra points how were you able just to focus and maintain that composure knowing that every point was that crucial
5: well, I try not to really think about it. I know that the guys up front will give me enough time to kick the ball off. I know the snap will come in and it will be a good hold from Dax. So I just go up there and just kick it like I do every other kick. Just try not to think about the points just kicking kick another good ball.
0: Yeah, right, and you did that for sure. And, Will, Coach already mentioned Mr. Dependable, and I don't think there's probably anybody in the locker room that, you know, that represents more than you. And I think, you know, you played a lot last year, different side of the ball. Um, do you think your experience of playing last year kind of, I know you've had to be that steady force on offense to kind of calm everybody down, especially on the O-line, just the calm force to go, hey, let's just be steady. Do you think your experience from last year played a huge role in that? Uh, for sure.
5: It's, you get out there and it's really easy to get lost in the game. Lost in the, looking at the score, what the other team's telling you, what the guys are saying to the other team, And he's got to sit in there and keep playing. Um,
7: it, it
5: definitely did help.
0: Sure. Yeah, right. And, and, you know, last year we finished 8-3. So we've had some, you know, tough losses before. You've experienced that. So what has kind of been your mindset? And as you've talked to the guys in the locker room that maybe haven't gone through that before, so we've had some guys that haven't played uh, to kind of say, hey, this is how we handle a difficult loss. This is how we move forward to a very good Ednawal team. Um, I mean, first of all, you got to
5: just put it past you. It's over. Um, not much you can do about it after as long as you give a effort. You can't really dwell on it. And then uh, learn from your mistakes. Uh, just go back, watch film. make it Monday and then start prepping for AdWallet and hopefully do the same thing again. Just try to score and do our thing and
0: it work. Right, right. Well, guys, congratulations on the awards you won this week and thank you for coming out uh, tonight. You guys, we'll be right back. We'll finish up with Coach Elmore.
2: Builder Supply Company has been serving the Fort Payne community and surrounding areas for over 50 years. We have been providing materials and supplies for all sizes of projects. Builder Supply Company is family owned and operated. We have a friendly and helpful staff with locations in Fort Payne, Sylvania and Scottsboro. Builder Supply wishes all of our area teams a great season. Shop at Builder Supply Company for quality and service that you can build with.
3: First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainesville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal Housing Lender, Member FDIC. Go!
1: passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties,
6: yeah
0: We just had the players of the week. Guys, welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. I'm, I'm still here with Coach Chris Elmore, of the Fort Payne Wildcats. Um, we just finished up talking to the players of the week, and now we're we to kind of transition to Etowah. Coach, I know that um, part of your job is to, to teach from last week the things that we got to learn and the takeaways we got to have for it, but we also got to prepare for upcoming opponent there's not a lot of time to sit around and think about it and so got a very good Etawa team that we're taking on tomorrow so how have
6: you kind of handled that and what can we expect from that team tomorrow yeah I think that maybe the hardest game there is to kind of turn the page on us after that game one uh, you know once you kind of get in the routine the season you get used to kind of putting the game Friday to bed you know come up Saturday and go go work on the next one but uh, that first game all you, you put so much into it all summer uh, it's easy to kind of dwell on it, especially when you don't win. So uh, we try to put that behind us as quickly as we could Monday with the kids and, and obviously fast forward to, to the Etowah because we, we do have to completely get focused on them immediately. Um, uh, it's another it's another you know, typical Etowah team, very talented, uh, very, very big uh, offensive and defensive lineman, very talented at quarterback, very talented at receiver. Um, so you know we don't have the luxury of sitting back and, and, and worrying about last week because if we do we'll, it'll be even, it'll be even a worse experience for us this, this Friday night so uh, I think we've done a good job though I feel like I feel like Monday was a tough day we had some lightning in the area and it was just not a very good uh, day for practice we got a little bit done but, but since Monday we had two three pretty good days of prep and uh, I think the guys have put it behind them and they, they're not thinking about it anymore and, and they're focused on on this team but it, it will be a big challenge and Edotawa presents. Uh, lots of problems on both sides of the ball, and uh, we're going to have to be uh, at the top of our game to, to be able to stay in the ball game and have a chance to win. Right. You kind of already
0: mentioned some of the the key players they have, but on offense, um, you know, kind of go through who we got to look for and stop. And defensively, who are the ones you're most concerned about?
6: Yeah, the uh, you know the quarterback Jamison Sisson, who I think was the, the ace on their baseball team, and the, they won the state championship last year. And, he played a little bit for him last year, quarterback at times, and also play receiver, but he's a very talented athlete, uh, can throw it really well, uh, very elusive, and they're obviously going to run, you know, just like we do too, but, but they're going to kind of run 95% of their offense through him. He's going to be the guy that makes it work. And. Um, you know, we're going to have to be very sound defensively, tackling and, and containing him, uh, and not allowing him to get around. And you know, what worries me, I guess, the most against a guy like that is him uh, not only making making plays on schedule, making normal plays, but sometimes he can create uh, even bigger plays when he scrambles around and uh, and gets people out of coverage. And uh, I think sometimes people think that's a, a slight to somebody, uh, but it's not. I mean, it's, it's just the mark of a good player. A good player can can extend plays at quarterback and can make things happen when the original play breaks down and. Uh, you know uh he definitely can do that and we're going to have to be very good on defense to be able to uh to contain him and then you know on their defense it's it's really you know not necessarily just one player they, they've got some they've got some really good defensive linemen and it's really just their their scheme that concerns us more than anything uh, coach uh, matt glover's been there now it's his second year and he, he, people that know football know he was at clay Chalkwell for several years as a defensive coordinator and uh they just they're they're the typical uh they're the, the epitome of what people call multiple on defense so they you just never know what they're going to do—they're going to be in a four-man front one play, and a three-man front the next. They're going to—they're going to blitz one linebacker this play, and then they're going—they're going to blitz both of them, or none the next. Or they might drop a defensive end in coverage, uh, and then the secondary. Sometimes the corners are playing down low and hard. Sometimes they're bailing, and the safeties are playing low. So it's just a lot to kind of prepare for, and, and we really just had to kind of focus on. You know, kind of cliche a little bit, but really focus on us and make sure our kids are comfortable with what we do because, you know, we're not going to know where they're going to be and what they're going to do and and, and what stunt they're running. Um, And we've just got to trust our rules. and, 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 you know, when you play something like that, you know, they're gonna get you sometimes. They're gonna make some plays, and they're gonna create some confusion. And and uh, you know, I have tried to tell Dax a little bit earlier today. The biggest thing with him and his position is he's got to keep us patient early in the game, and he's got to keep us focused on uh, not uh, getting frustrated if bad things happen because they are gonna create. They're gonna create some 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 confusion sometimes, and they're gonna be in some guys in some different spots and. You know, we just got to gotta hopefully settle into the game and, 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 and keep playing and keep plugging along, and hopefully as the game goes on, we'll make more plays. But um, it, it'll be a big challenge containing the quarterback, and it'll be a big challenge on offense uh, just trying to figure out, you know, uh, who's blitzing, who's not blitzing, where the coverage is and all that sort of thing. And uh, it, it'll be a lot different ballgame than last week where we kind of knew what to expect, you know, how Scottsboro would play and where they would be. Um, it's going to be a completely different time, we're going to have to, you know, uh, be very, be very thorough in what we do throughout the game. Right, right. And this is the first time we go
0: on the road this year. Going to Tallah, getting on the bus, going down there. Traditionally, a pretty difficult place to play. How big is it that we bring the city of Fort Payne with us to have the support? Yeah, I hope we have a big
6: crowd. I mean, you know, we went in there a couple years ago and had a big crowd, and a uh, great, great high school football game a couple of years ago. We got, we got down early. And just thinking what I was talking about. We got down early, and, and, and it was bad early, and I think 17 to nothing, and we hung in there and kept playing. Back and had a great win on the road in front of a big road crowd. I thought it was a great over that night, and uh, hopefully we'll stay the same tomorrow. And uh, you know, it's a it's not a long drive, obviously, and everybody knows where that stadium is. We've played Fort Payne and Edgewell, played a bunch of games in that stadium over the years, and uh, there's been a lot of good games over that stadium over the years between Fort Payne and Edgewell. I, I expect probably no different tomorrow night. I think uh, it's their home opener, and, and they're going to be ready to go. And then coming off a loss like like we are, uh, they, they'll be excited about the game, and and, hope, and I'm sure they'll have a big crowd being their first home game, and uh, hopefully we'll have a big uh, crowd travel down there and, and support these guys because, uh, like we mentioned earlier, even though it didn't go our way last week, uh, the effort was phenomenal, and the uh, and, and hopefully that will con- continue to be kind of contagious, not only amongst our players, but hopefully for the entire uh, student body and fan base. Right, right. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us yep. tonight. Thanks guys, that will wrap us up on the first
0: episode of Jefferson Sports Talk. Make sure you join us right here next week, same time.